0: My name is Ryan Stacey and welcome to the Hockey Minds Podcast. This podcast is powered by Instat, the leader in video and data analysis. Instat Hockey supports all levels of our game worldwide with video breakdowns and or scouting services. For more information, visit Instat on the web at instatsport.com or on Twitter at Instat Hockey. Today I'm joined by Mike Oak, the general manager of the Peterborough Peets. Mike is one of those people who is often associated with the league having held a variety of roles in and around the OHL. With a background with brands like ISS, he presents a relatable path for a lot of listeners, and I think his story can teach us a lot about growing into the game. And now, here is Mike Oak, the General Manager of the Peterborough Peets. Today, we're joined by Mike Oak, the General Manager of the Peterborough Peets. Mike, thanks for joining the podcast. Thanks for having me. It's great to join you, Ryan. Yeah, I'm very excited to talk with you about your experience. And um, I know we've chatted a little bit about it in the past, but I think there's a a lot to learn here and people will be very excited. Uh, Tell us a bit about yourself, including where you grew up, and speak to your involvement in sports during your childhood.
1: Well, uh, my dad was a bank manager, so it's uh, it's a story of uh, traveling around as a youngster. My dad would get moved from uh, town to town And uh, so I was born in Brantford and and, uh, from that point we moved uh, to places like Hamilton and Oshawa and Rockville and and back to the GTA up in uh, Richmond Hill, Aurora, uh, back to Oshawa. And then uh, uh, my dad's last posting uh, was in Peterborough and that's where, uh, you know, we call home, uh, moving there just for the start of high school. And uh, so, very fortunate that uh, uh, as as a youngster growing up, I was exposed to to different uh, places around Ontario, and and got a, an opportunity to to meet a lot of uh, neat and interesting people, and have a lot of
0: great experiences. Well, that's great to hear. And um, you know, I'm always interested in hearing the backgrounds of people on the podcast, as everybody tends to come from somewhere different, but. Um, definitely like you said moving around a lot you were able to meet a lot of people and make connections and I'm sure some of them uh, probably helped you out further in your career or in life in general no uh,
1: you know it, you're you're so true and in, in you know meeting different people and, and having different experiences and um, you know as you move forward in life and in your you know chosen professions uh, you know you always seem to have a, a that uh, you know six degrees of separation from <laughs> from a lot of different people and uh and and you know it's uh i, I really enjoy uh learning things and, and meeting new people and uh i also enjoy uh catching up with old friends
0: yeah for sure it's always great to uh to meet with those connections and and reminisce on on different topics um mm-hmm. you know on, on the topic of learning and things like that you would go on to school and attend the sports administration program at Durham College for 2 years uh, talk about that program and what you learned during your time there. Yeah, it was a
1: great experience. Um, you know, looking at what post-secondary options were available to me, you know, I, I realized as I was wrapping up high school, I was really interested in a career in in the world of sports. I wasn't exactly sure exactly what that would be. My passion was hockey, and and certainly I hoped that it it would be uh, potentially in hockey. But I I you know enjoyed. Uh, working and and doing things as it relates to the sports industry and when I looked at the different programs available at post-secondary back in in the early 90s really uh, Durham College uh, and uh, at the time uh, Laurentian University were the two uh, real programs available um, in in that area of study and and when I dug in a little deeper, I, I realized that with the program at Durham College, I was going to have an opportunity to uh, do an internship uh, for a full full school year in second year, and and I found that really appealing uh, from the standpoint that I get some hands on experience um, in the field, and uh, that I would you know be there for an extended period of time, so I'd really get an opportunity maybe to understand. Whatever my uh placement or, or whatever my position was gonna be, I was gonna get an opportunity to maybe understand more than just one aspect of the sports industry. And and as things unfolded, that's exactly what happened. I, I really, really enjoyed my time at Durham College. I found it to be very, very um informative as far as what to expect when you do enter the world of sports. And uh and then my internship, uh, I worked, I, I, I sought my own, uh, placements. Uh, oftentimes there's different companies or sport organizations that, uh, will post positions, but we also had an opportunity if we desired to go out and, and find our own spot. And that's what I did. I, uh, I contacted one of the professional, uh, semi-professional sports teams, uh, down in, in, uh, Brantford at the time they were playing in the, the colonial hockey league and, and I went in and I met with those folks and they said, yeah, we'd have an opportunity for you here to come in and, and do, uh, you know, a lot of stuff uh, around the organization, um, you know, in the business side and, and a little bit in the hockey side. But uh, when when that position was offered, uh, it, it met exactly what I was looking for, that opportunity to to find out a little bit about all of the different aspects of running a hockey team and working in the sports industry.
0: Yeah, for sure. And anytime you can be thrown into an op- an opportunity like that where you, you know, can do one task on one day and something completely different the next day, it's an opportunity to learn and an opportunity to see the ins and outs of an organization. And, you know, others have spoken about the program there in Durham and, and how it really prepared them for different areas of obviously sport management, but just business in general. So it's great to hear that you had a good experience there and were able to make the most of it through your internship opportunity. A few years later, uh, you would jump into the world of coaching as a head coach with the Trenton Sting. Uh, touch on that experience, including how it came about in the first place, and tell the listeners what you learned through the initial team experience.
1: Well, uh, upon graduation from Durham, uh, you know I have I'd always had an interest in in the coaching as well, and uh, so what I did was I started out actually at the junior C level, and I coached. Uh, uh, I worked as an assistant coach with the Campbellford Rebels as an assistant coach and uh, to get my feet wet and I really enjoyed the experience. And then the following year um, I was asked if I'd consider joining the Trenton sting. It was uh, uh, at the time, it was a first year of of the new ownership group in Trenton. And and, uh, I went down and and joined them as a, as an assistant coach. And then as the year went on uh, one of the owners, John Gibbons, uh, approached me and said, you know what? I, I, I think that Trenton's big enough to, to sustain a junior a team and, and I'm, I'm going to consider putting in for uh, an expansion franchise in the uh, provincial junior a hockey league. Uh, Would you be willing to help out and, and, you know, prepare the, the uh, presentation and, and make a business case uh, for that uh, franchise. So utilizing some of my uh, experiences uh, from Durham and working uh, previously, obviously with the, the Brantford smoke and, and what I uh, learned we, we prepared a case and, and went forward and we were accepted uh, as a new entry in the in the provincial junior A hockey loop and that was really exciting um, and and shortly thereafter the owner approached me and, and said, "You know now that we've got the franchise uh, he offered me the full-time position as as, uh, as head coach and, and, and the manager and so." uh John served as the general manager and and uh, I served as as his assistant and and uh, you know was responsible for the business side and securing sponsorship and, and and those type of things as well as as coaching so it was a great experience it gave me an opportunity to really uh, be hands on at, at all the different levels of a, of a hockey organization from the schooling component for players to the recruiting to Ah uh, soliciting sponsors to arranging transportation and and meals and, and all of those things and and as an expansion franchise uh, we were really proud of what we were able to do in in such a short period of time we we had a pretty successful first season and took a bit of a dip in our second season you know quite simply just because we had so much success we didn't have as much time to recruit as we did in the first year and and then uh, you know shortly thereafter we, we ended up winning the eastern conference championship and uh, along the way, I got to work with some great people and and some great players, and uh, we had a great, a, a real strong strong uh, uh, relationship with the Belva Bulls, and and uh, as an affiliate, and, and we were getting players from them, and spending a lot of time with uh, Larry Mavity of the of the Belva Bulls at that time, and, and and different people that worked within the Bulls organization. So, uh, you know, really uh, learned a lot. I was still relatively young in age and uh, you know you look back and you think how how did I do it all and uh, I, I was really fortunate and and to this day I really thank the John Gibbons and his family for uh, taking a chance on me and, and really uh, helping me lay the foundation for you know what would eventually be a, a career in the sports industry.
0: It sounds like a, a incredible experience starting off and um, another opportunity to just kind of get your hands involved in different areas. Um, obviously the Belleville uh, connection there, giving you some experience at that level and working with those, um, those within that organization, as well as, like you said, dealing with all different aspects and as well as the business side and the assistant general manager role uh, with that team. So a great experience overall. In 2000, you would you know, leave the sting and join the coaching staff at Laurier as an assistant coach. Talk about the change to university hockey and how was your experience as an assistant coach on that staff?
1: Yeah, you know what? I uh, After a few seasons in Trenton, I, I decided that I was up for another challenge and uh, an opportunity presented itself at Laurier to join their uh, their coaching staff. Uh, at this point, I, I was also working uh, outside of hockey on a full-time basis, but uh, my position allowed me to the flexibility to be able to continue uh, spending a lot of time uh, at the rinks and in, in coaching, and so uh, I approached uh, uh, the laurier men's pro team and and uh, tony martindale and and told him uh, you know what I was looking to achieve and and he brought me on board and again, it was a great experience working at a different level with with uh, you know older student athletes, um, a, a lot of players that had played in some cases. Uh, you know, the OHL or, or junior A, junior B, uh, working with, you know, some players that had, had actually played some time professionally and, and now returned to, to finish off their education. And it was a great uh, opportunity to continue to, to build my skills, um, you know, and, and in a different environment. Uh, you know, the players, when you coach at the junior A level, they're all aspiring to, to play at the next level. Uh, whether it be you know the OHL or or in some cases looking to secure scholarships at the NCAA level, and then pr- potentially move on to to hopefully the NHL and a the career there. Where at the university level, a lot of those players are still you know driven to play at the highest level they can as far as hockey is concerned, but they're also motivated to to make sure they get finish off and and get their education to to move into. Uh, work uh, full time outside of hockey, uh, more than likely. So, it was a great uh, learning experience to watch how uh, uh, young men would, you know, have a passion for hockey and play at the highest level, but at the same time, want to make sure that they maintain their studies and and uh, put themselves in a position to to join the the workforce outside of hockey. And at the same time, I had an opportunity to help out uh, with the women's program from time to time as a a guest instructor and and a a guest coach or or kind of a part-time assistant. And, and that was a great experience too, because it gave me exposure to a completely different aspect of, of hockey. And at that time, the women's game was really starting to evolve and become much more popular. And, and the, uh, the girls were, uh, had, have different personalities. So it gave me an opportunity to see, uh, uh, what it's like dealing with different uh, aspects of of teaching, uh, different uh, uh, experiences as far as how much a knowledge they would have about hockey, because again, at that time the women's game was really just starting to take off, and and it was unique because you know as the as the girls were coming in as first year student athletes you know they really had more experience playing hockey than the graduating players just simply because they'd been exposed to hockey longer so it was a it was a great experience and one that I look back and am very fond of and uh, to this day I still uh, have a have a special place in my heart for the the Wilfrid Laurier uh, hockey program and the university as a whole because it's a great opportunity for young people to go and and pursue their academic
0: and their athletic uh, pursuits. I think you made a number of great points there. Um, one being the women's side of the game. Uh, we've had a couple of guests on here touch on previous experiences they've had with women's hockey. And it's just a different outlet to the game and an opportunity to learn new things, different approaches. And anytime you can get put in a situation that's foreign and learn something new, it's great. And uh, university hockey as a whole, as you said, players are you know a lot of times at a different stage in their career. Um, it's more so focused on either going to play maybe in Europe or, or some level like that, or at the same time, working on their education as a main focus as it is at the OHL level, but in a different capacity. So, um, again, another great, uh, thing to take away from that experience and just shows that, um, you can learn something really at every level and there's always different opportunities to present themselves. That's
1: so true. And you mentioned, uh, you know, that's one of the things I say when, when, uh, young people approach me and and have discussions Um, you know every opportunity is going to be an opportunity to present another opportunity so you want to make sure you make the best of of the situation you're in now so that you're prepared and and recognized so that those other
0: opportunities do uh, come forward. Exactly as many people know your first OHL stop was with the Oshawa Generals serving as the director of player personnel and an assistant coach. Talk about how that opportunity presented itself and touch on some of your roles and responsibilities in that dual title position.
1: Yeah, the, uh, in the summer of 2004, there was an ownership uh, change in Oshawa and, uh, and Brad Selwood was hired as a general manager and, and, uh, some new members of the scouting staff were brought in. There was a new uh, head coach brought in and, uh, and so I had approached uh, some of the people that I knew from my previous experiences about, you know, what opportunities might exist there. And, and uh, I was offered the opportunity to work um, as the director of player personnel and and my duties there and, and in that capacity would be, you know, more related to the scouting and and working with some prospects and, and you know, potentially if there was some trades uh, Availability and in, in uh, once the season got going, to to be able to go out and and look at some of the players that you know we might have interest in acquiring. So that's what I uh, that was my role in the first half of the season, and then at the um, at the Christmas break, it was uh, a coaching change was made, and and uh, Brad was going to go on the bench for a, for a little bit just to to kind of get through the the holiday season and uh, and then conduct a search for for a full-time head coach and brad uh, approached me and said you know would you you'd be willing to come on the bench knowing that i had my uh my experience as a coach he said would you be willing to come on the bench for a short period of time until i'm able to to get a, a new coaching staff in place and i i said you know for sure i'd be willing to do whatever uh, was needed so i remember our first game was in ottawa and having not been on the bench in the fall i was really enjoying my role with uh off the ice in the scouting areas and working with the prospects but I uh, I knew right away getting back on the bench uh, you know it was a complete uh, adrenaline rush and it was like being at home and I remember coming home from that game in Ottawa and, and you know my wife said how'd things go and I said I, you know boy I, that felt pretty good uh, it's gonna I'm gonna have a hard time you know getting back off the bench uh, when the final decisions are made and, uh eventually Randy Latticer was brought on as as the head coach Randy had been coaching in Carolina uh with the Carolina Hurricanes for a number of years and and Randy came in as the head coach and um you know when 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 he arrived I was asked hey stay a couple more games just to help Randy get acclimated to the OHL and and the way things work here and and I did so and then uh after a couple games Randy approached me and said hey I, I I think we've got a good uh chemistry here and I like the way you do things and, you know, would you consider staying on full time? And, and, uh, I jumped at it right away. So, uh, you know, from that point forward, I, I still continue to do, to do the duties as, uh, uh, with regards to scouting and staying in touch with the prospects. But, uh, you know, I was also uh, the full-time assistant
0: coach and again, it was, uh, it certainly felt great to, to be back on the bench. Yeah, that's for sure. And, um, it's one of those situations where you kind of, understand that you know this is where you're supposed to be and this is what you want to do for the rest of the career a uh, number of guests that call it the aha moment you know when you you're looking around the rink or as you said when you're behind the bench and like you said it feels pretty good and you're not really sure if uh, if you can ever come back from that so um, to hear that you had that experience uh, at the OHL level is great and then uh, taking every opportunity that's presented to you once again um, you know jumping on the bench and then when a new head coach came in being there to help him and And ultimately staying on just shows the the commitment to uh you know the organization as a whole and and doing whatever is necessary Mm -hmm. so shortly after you left the generals um you know you did some work with iss for a couple of years in a couple of different capacities touch on iss your experience with that brand and ultimately what you learned uh, during your time involved with them
1: yeah after i uh after things uh ended with the oshawa generals at the end of the 06 season um you no know, i was I was uh you know disappointed that you know i wasn't going to continue on with the generals but um you know began to to look uh, what other opportunities might be out there and and uh someone reached out to me and said hey uh you know this independent scouting service international scouting services have, have been up and running for a couple of years and and i think that you know it sounds like they might have some interest in somebody in in you know, Ontario specifically where you're located, uh, just outside of the GTA, uh, you know, here's the person, give them a call and, and see what might be available. And so I, I did call and, um, had a good couple of initial discussions on, uh, on the telephone. It was a company at the time that was based out of Antigonish, Nova Scotia. And, uh, you know, by happenstance, my wife and I were, we're going to be traveling down to to Halifax for some summer vacation. and. Uh, so during one of our discussions on the telephone they said well you know hey why don't you if you're coming down this way why don't we meet up Uh, you know we'll travel into to the Halifax area and we'll we'll have a chance to chat and get to know you a little more and so met up with them and you know during my initial telephone conversations um, you know I felt that they were you know I was kind of under the impression they were looking for somebody maybe to go to the odd game in the GTA whether it be know into Mississauga or Oshawa or or maybe up to Peterborough and and, and kind of the immediate GTA just to to put some reports in on players and but then as I met with them in person as we you know that we were having the discussion I started you know the discussion kind of was going in such a way that they were looking for uh, someone to do a little bit more than just that and and that really intrigued me and they wanted somebody to uh, uh, you know be responsible you know, for other areas, uh, you know, and, and really take a leadership role. And, and again, that really, really intrigued me. So I joined uh, as the uh, as the head scout and uh, was responsible for coordinating, uh, you know, the scouting staffs uh, across the world, literally, uh, and developing uh, rankings and scouting reports on players for the National Hockey League draft. And then, in special uh, or certain geographic areas where there's a draft, whether it be the WHL, the Quebec League, or the Ontario Hockey League, we had uh, staff members that would uh, focus on preparing similar type of reports and and rankings for those respective drafts. So uh, I took that role on and, and again, uh, really really enjoyed it. Uh, As much as I enjoyed coaching, I I still uh, enjoyed scouting uh, very much and, and, uh, was quite happy to, to really start to dig in and, a and a more, uh, uh, you know, more full-time basis there and, and really put all of my energies into the evaluation and rankings of players and, and, uh, along and gave me an opportunity to, you know, meet people outside of Ontario and different areas, uh, literally across the globe. And, and some of the people that I met, uh, you know, back in 2006, uh, you know, when I, when I first started at ISS, I still stay in touch with now. And, uh, and so really, really, uh, it was a great opportunity to broaden my horizon and really give me a better sense of, uh, you know, the importance of scouting and how it really is the, the, you know, the, the
0: life of a, of an organization. Definitely. That's a great point to make. And, I was really interested in hearing about that experience as a number of people that I've talked with and and me personally have gone through outlets such as, you know, the scout.ca, Hockey Prospect, ISS, all these different um, independent sources and obviously ISS being one of the bigger ones. It just goes to show that, um, you know, you can learn from that even not in a team setting. There's a lot to take away, as you said, the rankings and and meeting with people worldwide. Um, It's a great opportunity and for anybody looking to get into the industry. Uh, sources like the, these and brands like these are great places to start and and kind of learn the ropes to uh you know one day move into the ohl or or a team at a different level as you ultimately did so before moving into your current position as general manager you joined the PEETS as the director of player personnel tell us how you gained that position and walk us through your time with the peats over the next few years in that capacity
1: yeah i was uh you know, I'd, uh, I'd finished up, uh, my duties with ISS and, and was, um, you know, really at the time, uh, my wife and I, we had our, uh, we had our son. Um, and so I was spending a lot of time. Uh, I took a, a leave from my full-time role, uh, in, in, uh, in the government at the time I was working and, and I was at home with him, uh, and, and really enjoying it. And, uh, you know making that special connection with uh with your child um it was a great experience and one that i'll cherish for forever um peterborough made some changes to their management structure and and uh having you know been from peterborough and uh and and whatnot uh members of the executive reached out to me and said hey we've we've made some changes we don't know what direction we're going to be going in but we've got to we've got a draft to prepare for and we know there's some stuff that needs to be done kind of in the off season. Uh, and until we know who's going to be the full-time general manager, uh, would you be willing to kind of just help out whenever you can? So, um, you know, they knew that I didn't have a lot of time during the day. You know, I was, I was, uh, at home with my, uh, my infant son and, but I said, you know, I'll do whatever I can in the evenings and, and whatnot. So, uh, we we helped uh, you know get through that initial uh, adjustment period and and uh, and in the draft and um, and then there was a, a search for a full time general manager and and uh, I interviewed for the position and uh, subsequently uh, uh, Dave Reed was hired as the as the uh, general manager and. And following that announcement, Dave approached me and, and asked if uh, we could talk, and and you know what my interest would be as far as uh, potential work with the Peets, and and uh, again I said I was open to anything, and and what did he have in mind? And, and again, Dave uh, had said, you know, I think I'd really like uh, someone with your experience to to, uh, be my assistant and, and, uh, take a lead in the draft, take a lead in uh, player evaluation for potential trades and, uh, you know, help out with some of those day-to-day tasks, uh, as a, uh, that, that's required at the OHL level. So, uh, joined the team. Uh, I, I was really excited about that opportunity. I, I ended up taking a, a leave of absence, uh, from my full-time role and, uh, with the government and, uh, and, and really uh you know was Dave's assistant uh you know we we had to build uh a lot of the scouts had departed from the previous uh management group uh for other opportunities so uh through my contacts uh that I had established uh, over the years we uh built a scouting staff many of whom are are still with us today and and uh and I led that group and uh and then uh you know we we got uh, got to work uh, looking to to
0: move onward and upward with the Pete's. today with the pizza you're the general manager. How did that promotion happen, and what was your experience of moving into the major management role with the team?
1: Well, um, you know the, the the board of directors uh, made a change uh, uh, with the, the man, general manager's position and and uh, came as a as a bit of a surprise. Um, when it was first announced and then, uh, you know, I was shortly thereafter approached to, you know, take a little bit more of a role moving forward. Uh, at the time, uh, the head coach was Mike Polino and, um, you know, so Mike and I were approached to, to work together, uh, and in, in the uh, short term and, and the board was going to have a look at the way we were structured and, and how duties and responsibilities would be, uh, uh, set out as we moved forward and and so we did that and and uh, so I took you know an even greater role uh, on a day-to-day basis uh, at the time uh, in Peterborough the general managers position was responsible for both uh, the hockey operations and the business operations and I was comfortable with that having you know my uh, experience in, in in the business side of the game with Trenton and and in uh, even in Oshawa and for instance and and so we uh we, we continued on and and then uh, uh later on that season it was uh you know determined that we were going to go a different direction with the coach and, and at that time uh uh it was decided that uh, jody hall would take over as head coach and i would take over as uh as general manager and uh and so uh that's a position that i've held since uh since that change and uh uh certainly uh you know was was very uh, appreciative of the the confidence shown in me and in uh leading such a historic uh organization with so much tradition and and when you look at the 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 past players uh and past staff uh and and what those individuals were able to accomplish uh, as members of the peets and then beyond, both uh, on and off the ice, uh, it, it was a, a position that I was honored and uh, very appreciative to, to have the board uh, have the confidence in, in me to, to assume.
0: Definitely, and anytime you can gain a management role like a general manager, it, it's a you know an honorary task and knowing that you're in charge of an organization. And like you said, the PEATs are one of those teams that have a a long history and a lot of players have gone through there and been successful at the NHL level and other areas of hockey. So to be able to gain that position, it's, a you know, it must have been a pretty proud moment for you. And, and knowing that, uh, you know, you took the steps to work through that organization makes it all that much better. Uh, People always want to know the tasks that go on behind the scenes without going into too much detail, uh, break down a week in your position and touch on some tasks that listeners may not often associate with the general manager position as many people often just focus on trades and scouting.
1: Yeah. You know what? It's, that's so true. I think when, uh, you know, the casual fan or, or somebody looking from the uh, outside uh, you know, they hear the position general manager and more times than not, you know, you hear uh, people in those positions speak about, you know, trades uh, during interviews and, and drafts and and some of those you know very specific hockey related uh tasks and duties but there's so much more that goes on behind the scene as far as organization and planning and and uh developing a staff and developing um you know in in my case you know the business staff and and so it's uh, everything, uh, you know, from making sure that the players are enrolled in, in the proper high school courses, making sure the players are enrolled in the proper uh, post-secondary courses, uh, coordinating, you know, with billets, um, making sure that you've got a proper training and medical staff. Um, you, you know, there's a lot of duties uh, as as it relates to making sure you know what the the, the timelines are for for different pieces of information that has to be submitted to the league, uh, to the, the, you know, arranging uh, hotels, accommodation, uh, transportation, meals uh, throughout the course of the year, uh, working with the city to arrange uh, proper practice time and, and a home schedule uh, uh, for the regular season. And, and, uh, and then that's over and above, uh, you know, preparing for the draft, uh, looking to, you know, make sure you're you're very familiar with other teams in the league and other players in the league uh, with regards to potential trades, um, monitoring your own team so that you're aware of, you know, the strengths and weaknesses of each player and, and collectively as a group so that if you're uh, put in a position to, to maybe make a change, you know, you, you know exactly, you know, what you're going to maybe have to give up and, and you know, what, you're going to be acquiring, and how that's going to help your team as you move forward. So, um, you know, you have to, you really have to be uh, on your toes at all times, and and also, you know, understand that your schedule get get turned upside down at a moment's notice, uh, depending on, uh, you know, a, a potential trade. Um, you know, maybe if if one of your players is injured or sick, and and now you've got to worry about their health and their well-being. Um, you know, monitoring your your prospects, uh, staying in touch with those particular players. Um, You know, so there's a lot of duties, uh, you know, that uh, aren't glamorous, uh, that, uh, you know, a lot of folks aren't familiar with just simply because it's, those are the duties that really aren't talked about uh, during those sound bites uh, with the media uh, on TV, radio, or or in uh, newspaper articles.
0: Yeah, that's for sure. And I think it's a good thing to note that there's so many hats that a general manager wears or a director of hockey operations or, you know, teams always have different capacities, but um, it's so much more than just the immediate on-ice product. There's, uh, you know, so many off-ice tasks, like you said, the meals, the travel, the booking, the arena times and things like that. There's there's a number of different things that people have to consider um, that general managers do on a day-to-day basis. Uh, we all, often ask listeners to throw in some questions just to keep conversation going. And a listener wants to know, in your situation uh, in Peterborough, where there is a distinct community connection, what is your experience working with the fan base, and how much does that community support impact the organization, both on and off the ice?
1: Well, the, the uh, you know it's it's huge. Uh, you know, our franchise uh, is is owned by a collective. Uh, group of members of our community, the board of directors, um, you know, we're, we're a not-for-profit organization, so we don't have an owner that uh, is, is looking to, to make a profit. Uh, you know, we have a group of individuals um, that are, are vested, their vested interest is in, in providing some guidance and governance to to ensure the long-term viability of the organization, so Um, you know, we, we call ourselves, uh, you know, we're, we're often referred to as a community owned team and, uh, with our steep, uh, tradition and history, um, you know, the, the Pete's brand is, is, uh, very, very well known, you know, in our, not only in our area, but obviously, uh, worldwide. So, um, we're very active in our community, uh, with charities and, and, you know, different groups, uh. We, we certainly recognize that uh, you know uh, we are a, a team, and, and Thursday nights in Peterborough uh, during the, the fall, winter, and spring night, our spring uh, time is is known as the Peterborough Pete's Night, and uh, we've ha- had a, we have a great partnership with a lot of the different charities uh, in our community, a lot of the other sports organizations, uh, you know the minor minor teams. In Peterborough are, are known as the Pete's and, uh, and we recognize that, uh, you know, our players are, are looked up to by, you know, younger and, uh, members of the community, but they're also looked up to, uh, by older members of our community. And, and, uh, our fan base is very passionate. I would say our fan base is very, very knowledgeable and, uh, and certainly, uh, uh, one of the things that we recognize uh, very quickly when you travel outside of Peterborough is just, you know, how well known the brand is. And, and I've I've said many times that, you know, the Peterborough Pete's brand is, is really uh, outgrown even the city of Peterborough, uh, so to speak. It uh, doesn't matter where you are in the world. You know, somebody, you know, sees that Pete's logo, uh, you know, they approach you and say, hey, you're from Peterborough or, or when people ask you, you know, where are you from? And you say, Peterborough, they say, oh, the Peterborough Pete's. And, and uh, very quickly they're, they uh, start talking about, you know, the, the players that they're familiar with uh, that have played in Peterborough. And, and, uh, and it's not only uh, people that you would say are, are rabid hockey fans, even casual observers. Uh, uh, and in some cases, you know, individuals that, you know, wouldn't even classify themselves as hockey fans. Uh, that you know, when they when they hear you're from Peterborough, that you know they often right away refer, oh, the Peterborough Peets and and uh, begin to to start a discussion about all the different players and and coaches and scouts that have have originated uh, in
0: Peterborough. Yeah, definitely, and I think it's a key thing to remember that in junior hockey, you know, a lot of times, especially with the Peets, but in a number of organizations, uh, almost all of them, really, there's a big a desire to be involved with the community and, and a need to be involved with the community. And, and I think that's what a lot of people like about junior hockey, that involvement uh, with your fan bases and getting out to schools and, and all these different areas. And then, as you said, with the Pete's where it's a, you know, a community almost run organization with the board of directors, uh, there's that emphasis and uh, even tighter connection to the community. So it's great to hear that, um, you know, you've had a positive experience with that and, that uh, people you know around the world uh, see that logo, and you're able to have a connection with them as well.
1: Yeah, you know, you talk about the the connection to the community. I think it's really, really beneficial and an important one because, because of the Pete's brand and, and the popularity, you know, we're able to connect with the different schools through school programs, um, you know, through programs that we uh, have uh, to help different charities raise some very uh, much needed funds, so that those operations uh, can can continue on and and offer the services and the much, uh, the very important services that a lot of those charities provide members of our community and and, uh, the surrounding area. But I think it also does, uh, you know, that involvement also affords uh, the Pete's and and the players and our staff a a real great benefit of of being out in the community and developing those uh, skills that are gonna help them well beyond their playing days. you know. Being out and, and understanding the importance of giving back to to the community, uh, being out and, and understanding the diversity of our community and the needs of of different uh, people throughout the area, and and uh, enhance their public speaking skills and and uh, a, a better understanding and appreciation of uh, you know what they're fortunate to have, and and maybe uh, help uh, parlay that into uh, others uh, being able to to be able to to have better experiences themselves in life. So, um, you know, that close connection to the community, I think it serves two groups very well. It serves the the charities and the different organizations that that we work with, but it also serves our players an opportunity for their own personal growth and development and uh, learning experiences that are gonna serve them, you know, very well, you know, beyond their playing days.
0: That's for sure, and um, you know I, I've worked with a couple of different organizations, and they often tie in that aspect that you want your players involved because they can learn so many skills, not just about you know hockey and and maybe at a professional level the presentation things like that, but uh, different skills just with interacting and and understanding that in their position, you know, work, with, um, you know, playing in the OHL and things like that. They're very fortunate to be in that position, and um, it's always great to give back. So that's that's great points to take away from that. Uh, before moving into some more personal questions, I wanted to point out uh, two experiences that you had. One is a connection to the Sport Management Worldwide program. Talk about your connection to that brand and what listeners can expect to learn uh, if they were to go into this program.
1: Well, you know, my connection with uh, Sports Management Worldwide uh, initially started uh, back in in 2006 when I was working at ISS. Uh, at the time, they had a partnership uh with, with ISS to, to, uh, help, uh, grow and, and uh, develop a, a hockey curriculum. Uh, it's a, it was a foundation course to, to give, uh, individuals that were interested in learning more about, you know, what, what the duties, what the roles, uh, what it is all about working in the, um, in the, the, uh, hockey industry. And, and, um, You know, I developed a relationship with the uh, founder and president, uh, Dr. Lynn Lashbrook, and his wife, uh, Liz Lashbrook, and um, it was uh, an experience that I really enjoyed uh, during my time with ISS, and then uh, uh, shortly uh, after I left ISS, uh, you know, I was approached uh, by Dr. Lashbrook to see if I would be interested in continuing on uh, with his group and, uh, you know, helping uh, with the hockey uh, GM and, and scouting program that they offered. Um, and, and I certainly jumped at it, I, as I mentioned, I, I really, really enjoy, um, you know, working and, and meeting new people and, and, uh, um, and, and I find, uh, through my association with SMWW, that uh, I, I'm fortunate to to meet people from all over the world with different backgrounds, different aspirations, and um, you know the course has been uh, has evolved over the years, and uh, they're continually looking to update the uh, material to to make sure that they're you know the most up to date and relevant information is being covered. Um, you know, I work alongside uh, in that program with Harry Sinden, the the longtime uh, great general manager and coach of of the Boston Bruins and uh, of the 1972 uh, Team Canada, the Summit Series uh, team, and uh, and somebody that's become a good friend of mine uh, that lives in Western Canada, Dino Caputo, and and uh, we've, Dino and I and our families have become uh, very very close and and even holiday together now in the in the summer months, so. Uh, it's, it's a great program, uh, you know, and I often tell the, the students uh, that are involved that, you know, the program isn't designed to, to help you get a, you know, step out of the, of the course to get a job, but what it's designed to, to, to do is to going to lead you to another opportunity. It may lead to a full-time uh, position within the hockey, uh, hockey world and hockey industry, and if it does, that's great. But, um, you know, it's, it, it gives everybody that's involved an opportunity to uh, again have a better understanding of what the, the basic skills and the, and, the and, and a solid foundation of what's required to work in a management and a scouting role within the hockey industry. And uh, in addition to that, it allows them the opportunity to network, uh, you know, with some of the special guests that we have on uh, from time to time. Uh, it allows them the opportunity to to speak with, you know, uh, someone that has got you know extensive hockey experience in harry Sinden, as well as connecting with myself and dino caputo has a tremendous amount of, of hockey knowledge and hockey experience and so it really uh puts you know the people that take the program uh, in a good spot to, to get their foot in the door at uh, at whatever level is appropriate based on their their particular uh, experiences so i, I really enjoy uh, and appreciate. Uh, The friendships that I've developed uh, with students and with other members of the SMWW faculty, and and uh, in addition to the uh, you know the courses that go on throughout the the year, uh, each uh, year they host a a career conference uh, in conjunction with the NHL draft, and and uh, we've had a a great lineup of speakers over the years uh, to come in and and meet in person with students, tell their stories. Uh, answer questions about what it's going to take to to get into the industry and and uh, Offer some tips uh, and words of wisdom uh, to those that are in attendance and and again it's uh, it's been a great partnership and I think that the uh, folks at SMWW do a great job and and In their company hockey is just one aspect they offer uh, similar type of programming and in all of the sports whether it be football basketball baseball, but also auto racing soccer uh, cricket, rugby, uh, UFC—you name it. Um, you know they—they've done a great job and and really pioneers because it's all online uh, based. And and now with the current uh, uh, climate, uh, you know it it seems uh, that it's it's you know normal now for people to learn online. But when they first started, it was kind of the 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 outside of the box way of. Uh, Uh, doing education and and they've done a great job and I'm really proud of my uh, relationship uh, with that group
0: yeah it's it sounds like a great brand and uh, you know a lot of people my age and even people older as well uh, often look into that program and a number of people have taken it so it was great to hear your perspective on the program and and the takeaways from this um, one other experience I wanted to talk about was uh your time as a video coach with hockey Canada while brief, just touch on that experience and how that came about and um how that time was for you working with hockey Canada
1: yeah you know uh i'd just been uh you know i was just ra- i just wrapped up my uh role with uh uh with the oshawa generals and and the uh, world under seventeen uh, uh, under seventeen challenge was going to be held in london and um in my position with the uh with the Generals uh video uh, really digital video was just starting to 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 take a hold of of the hockey industry at the junior level and and we utilized a, a system uh Steva and I uh you know with the Generals uh, really we were one of the very first teams to utilize that uh, uh that software and uh so I was proficient I wouldn't say I was an expert but certainly proficient in the in the software and and, uh, in the fall, uh, the owner of Steve approached me and said, Hey, uh, you know, with the under 17s coming up in London, um, I'm good friends with some of the folks out in, in Western Canada. And, and, uh, one of the things they're looking for is somebody that can serve as the, as the video coach, uh, with, with team Pacific, uh, is that something that you would be interested in, uh. It would it would help them in, in a couple of different ways. Uh, obviously, with the the transportation and some of the cost, I'd already be here. And and secondly, um, you know, I I being familiar with Steva, having been a coach and uh, in, in knowing you know some of the players that are going to be participating from other spots uh, around the world uh, in my capacity uh, with ISS, uh, you know, they really thought it would be a good fit. So I had some discussions and. And the uh, director of hockey operations was uh, a gentleman from Alberta, uh, Sean Bullock. He worked with uh, Hockey Alberta, and and Sean has has moved on now. He's uh, in senior management with uh, Hockey Canada. Uh, I agreed, and and uh, you know it was uh, it was a great experience. Uh, you know, looking back, we had some uh, uh, players on our team that uh, you know went on, have gone on to have very successful uh, NHL careers. We've had some players on our team that have gone on to or some very successful international careers. And then we've had some players on the team that have gone on to do very, very good things in, uh, in their communities that, that they came from. And uh, it was a great experience from the standpoint that I got a, a, an uh, opportunity to meet, uh, you know, a, a completely new uh, group of people that uh, really I, I didn't know and, and they lived, uh, you know, four or five provinces away. And, uh, and really, uh, you know, feel like I was part of the program despite being from Ontario. Uh, you know, really, I was—I was really impressed with how they they integrated me into the staff, and uh, you know, they wanted my input. They wanted to use you know what knowledge I had uh, to help the team, uh, you know, uh, reach
0: its uh, its potential. Definitely, and I've had a couple of guests, maybe one or two, do something similar in a video coaching role, so. Um, it's great to hear that that you were uh, you know, accepted and, and go into that role very quickly and meet new people and just again one of those opportunities where something's presented, you kind of grab a hold of it and, and jump in uh both feet. So um it's always good to work with Hockey Canada and anytime you can be with the best players in the world and in team Pacific specifically, it was uh it's something that you should always take advantage of. So listeners are always dialed in on how people in hockey operations learn general managers being a main focus for you personally. What are some of your favorite resources to reference for new ideas?
1: You know what? I'm, I'm constantly, uh, you know, following along, uh, you know, the different, uh, people in in the industry that uh, are developing new trends with different conferences and and, uh, seminars, uh, certainly over my, uh, you know, time in hockey, um, you know, the analytics has really grabbed hold of, of the decision-making process. Um, I like to think that we operate in Peterborough uh, collectively as a team and are very collaborative. Um, you know, when we're making decisions, uh, you know, I think that it's important to utilize the people that uh, you're surrounded by. Um, you know, over my time, we've had some great people working in the in the coaching uh, department. Um and uh, that bring a lot of different knowledge and experiences uh, it, with regards to our scouting staff. Again, I, I, mean, we've got a, I'm very proud of the, the scouting network that we've developed. And, and uh, as I mentioned, we've had some guys that have, you know, been by my side right from day one and in, uh, in guys like Chris McMahon, our head scout and, and Dave God, Ron Ringler, uh, you know, they joined us kind of on day one and Sandy Jamedi and uh, along the way, we've we've made some additions. Uh, we've had the opportunity to add uh, Andy Hooper and Dan Larmer and Brian Airy. and and we've had uh, in, in the past, um, you know, some guys from outside of Ontario that we've been able to utilize. Uh, and um, but I think one of the things that I, I really uh, enjoy is is you know utilizing their experiences and and making sure that they feel part of the uh, part of the program, and that they feel like part of the decision-making process, and and uh, I like when we have meetings and discussions to to say, hey, what do you think? And and uh, you know, and, and each uh, member of the organization bring a different perspective, and uh, I think as you make the uh, make the decisions that need to be made, it's it's great to utilize all of those perspectives. And with our group, uh, both the coaches, uh, we have some very good, uh, frank discussions as as, uh, as a as a group, and, and with the scouting staff, uh, you know, to be respectful of uh, others' uh, opinions, uh, so that when uh, you know you're making a decision uh, as a general manager, you've got all of the necessary information to make the the most informed decision. Um, then, you know, you move forward and, and everybody's you know, fully supportive and, and behind uh, the decision that's been
0: made. Yeah, exactly. And you talk about that collective thinking and, and the, the, as you learn from resources, a lot of times you can learn from the people as well, uh, as you pointed out in a number of uh, different scenarios there. But looking back on your career, there are likely a number of people who helped you along your path to success, whether in a mentor role or as you touched on in a peer role. Uh, who are some of those individuals who helped you succeed?
1: Well, you know, I think there's, you know, there's a long list. I look back at each of the different opportunities and I know, uh, you know, in, in working with some of the SMWW students, when they ask, you know, you know, what are, what are keys to, to getting involved in the hockey industry? As I mentioned earlier, you know, it's, it's, it's important, you know, you, you get an opportunity, you, you do your best at that opportunity. And then, you know, typically another opportunity will present itself. And I think that's so true. And, and I look back over my time when I first arrived in, uh, in Oshawa, Durham College, uh, I, as much as I wanted to play I, I and, and play junior, I, I knew that, you know, I wasn't going to have the skills and abilities to, to be a professional hockey player, but I felt that I had the passion and the desire and the knowledge to to maybe work within the hockey industry in, in some capacity. And, you know, the general manager of the Junior A team um, at the time in Oshawa, Pete Vipond, he, uh, he offered me an opportunity to get involved as, as a uh, – as a scout so so that was my you know really my initial uh position and and then from there you know working with guys in Oshawa uh the late Gil Hughes I I really enjoyed he was the coach and I enjoyed uh you know working with him and and sometimes going on the ice and helping him out and and then uh, moving on to to uh, Trenton in my role there uh I know John Gibbons uh uh, owned the team and, and his family owned the team with Mike Eastman and they gave me a chance and and uh, you know to, to really you know dig my teeth in on a full-time basis and, and after that uh, you know working with guys like Tony Martindale who's now uh, he was the head coach at uh, Laurier now he's the uh, executive director of uh, the Alliance Hockey uh, Association and and uh, subsequently there uh, you know, you you work with assistants. Rob Hooper now works in the industry as a, an agent with a Octagon, and Mark French was a head coach that I worked with, uh, and uh, at Laurier for the last two seasons. And uh, uh, Mark's gone on to do great things uh, in the hockey community, not only here in North America, but also over in Europe, and and won championships at the American Hockey League level as an assistant coach, as a head coach, and and certainly somebody that I consider a good friend and, and somebody that, uh, you know, I've been able to learn lots from. And and then with the Oshawa generals, you work with, uh, you know, Brad Selwood, the general manager, again, gave me an opportunity to get my foot in the door and, and then my role expanded and, and working with Randy Latticer, who had uh, such a tremendous uh, amount of experience, both as a player, you know, the captain at, at, at the National Hockey League level, and then, uh, as a as a coach at the National Hockey League level, really learned uh, a lot from from Randy and and then the the group at uh, ISS. You know, you learn so much from working with other people, and, and it really gave me exposure to the individuals uh, well beyond my local community. Uh, you know, around the world, and, and getting to know uh, you know the the hockey minds of people. You know, on the East Coast, the, the West Coast of Canada, but also in the United States and, you know, and then you come to, you know, you t- that takes me to, to Peterborough where, you know, I've had the opportunity to work with uh, some, some great people. And, uh, and Mike Polino, who was the head coach when, uh, when I first arrived and, and the assistants Ron Tugnut and, and Jody Hall and, and Wayne Clark. And, and over the years in Peterborough, we've had some uh, great people come through the program, uh, from both a business and, in. uh, and management uh, side and hockey operations side, uh, working with Dick Todd, uh, the longtime uh, uh, head coach of the Peterborough Peets and general manager uh, now as as an advisor and Bob Ganey who's come back uh, into the Peterborough area on a more regular basis, uh, having the opportunity to work with him and and, uh, our board of directors who come from the community but each bring a, a different unique perspective as far as their backgrounds uh, you know, to our current, uh, staff, whether it be Burton Lee, the, uh, executive director of business operations and, and the business people, you still have an opportunity to learn from, from those individuals and what they're thinking about. And, and then our hockey group, uh, Rob Wilson, the uh, head coach, Andrew Verner, uh, our associate and goalie coach and Derek Walzer, Noah Buholtz. uh, you know, in our current scouting staff, we, uh, you know, one of the things, uh, as I've already mentioned, is I think we're very collaborative uh, and uh, and uh, very respectful of each each and everyone's uh, opinion. But I think one of the the real assets we have is that we all enjoy spending time with one another. So uh, we don't view going to the rink as as uh, you know it's it's not something that we're uh, not comfortable with doing or something that we dread. we We really do enjoy. You know, spending time at the rink with one another, talking hockey and and talking about life in general, but we enjoy uh, spending time away from the rink in social settings and and often the discussions turn towards hockey. Uh, but you know uh, we uh, we certainly enjoy uh, enjoy spending time with one another and working collectively to to make the Peter World Pete's the best organization it can be.
0: I think it's great when you can make those positive network connections. And and obviously with a team like Peterborough or any junior team where you're there on a daily basis, it's good to have uh, strong connections and, and like being around each other because it really makes the job that much easier. Um, and and when you have collaborative thoughts and collaborative communication, uh, you know the results are only better at the end of the day. So it's great to hear that throughout your experiences, whether it be starting off, um, like you said, Durham College all the way through to Peterborough that. there are a number of key people who uh, you know helped you along the way and, and connected with you and you're able to learn from them uh, through these connections and the equivalent experiences what are some of the major lessons that you learned
1: well you know before i, I go there i think you know i've just listed off uh, a, a few of the individuals i know there's lots more um, that have helped me out so i don't want to pass by without uh, acknowledging you know there's I find that you're learning each and every day, even from your other, uh, your competitors, you're learning from, uh, from them, how they do things, uh, you know, and I know there's lots of other people, uh, you know, that I haven't, uh, you know, called out by name that, that have been uh, uh, important in my development as a person and as uh, somebody that works in the hockey industry. So I, I, I want to mention that, you know, I think one of the key, uh, the key aspects of working, whether it's in the hockey industry or, or whether it's, uh, you know, working in in your communities, uh, in business, or for different organizations, is, you know, I think it's really important just to, to, uh, uh, you, you know, be somebody that can get along with others, uh, somebody that can respect and appreciate, you know, opinions that might be different than what your opinion is. Um, I think it's important to, you know, be open to working together and, um, and be open to new challenges, uh, and, and be open to, to new ways of, of conducting business or doing things. You know, over my time in Peterborough, uh, you know, we really changed, uh, certain ways we've, we've done things. And, uh, you know, when, when change occurs, there's always going to be some resistance, Uh, a little bit of hesitation because you know it's it's you're going to do something that maybe you uh, haven't done before or you're going to do things that you've done in the past a different way and and you can be hesitant and uh, reluctant and but I think it's uh, one of the things uh, that and the approaches that we've tried to take is is let's examine um, you know the way we do things how can we maybe you know do them a little better how can we be more efficient um, I think certainly with the, the, the issue of the, the public health threat with COVID-19, you know, we've learned that even, even more. And, and uh, from the standpoint that, you know, we, we aren't able to meet, uh, you know, together in person, but we still have things that need to be done and, and uh, how are we going to do it? So we have to look at, you know, different ways, uh, whether it be communication, whether it be technology, whether it be the planning process. Um, so, you know, we've, I I think it's so important to be open to change. And I think it's important to, to be open to continual uh, learning and, 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 you know, be open to, to understanding uh, how, you know, things uh, you know, maybe we can do things uh, a different way and, uh, and, and, and be open to, to continually expanding your horizons, your network. Uh, I think those are really key for development, again, not only in the hockey industry, but in life in general. And, and one of the, one of the uh, sayings I've had with, uh, you know, whether it's coaching my, uh, you know, my 11 year olds uh, hockey team, or or whether it's working with the Peterborough Peets is that, you know, we're, you know, we're, we're working with young people and, and some of those young people may uh, become future NHLers, but they're all going to be, future members of our communities and i think it's important that we uh uh you know help develop and grow those that are around us whether it's uh you know somebody that's uh younger or somebody that's uh you know similar age to yourself and i, I certainly feel that uh i've benefited from all of the people that i've worked with and and utilize some of those experiences uh, in my day-to-day routines uh now
0: no that's that's a great point to make and i think there's a couple of really good lessons there about hockey operations but as well about life like you said um, with the modern hockey team while you're raising hockey players uh, you're also raising members of the community so I think it just goes to show that through the game and through the connections that you make there are you know a number of lessons that you can learn about hockey but also um, that involve life as well so looking back overall at your career as a final question if you could speak to yourself as you were set to join Durham college what is one piece of advice that you would give yourself with the hopes that you would reach your current general manager position?
1: You know, I think, uh, you know, and I mentioned this earlier as well, you know, I think it's important that you, um, you know, when you have an opportunity, you, you take advantage of the opportunity and complete it to the best of your ability. And, uh, and uh, if you do that, uh, I think that other opportunities you know will eventually present themselves. It may not happen you know next the next day, the next week, the next month, the next year. Uh, eventually it will uh, it will happen. And uh, I think when that does happen, it's important that you've developed the skills necessary for that next opportunity so that you're you're ready to meet the challenges and and uh you know be willing to step outside of your uh, comfort zone um you, you know there's uh, uh you know i think it's important that you're uh you know willing to to uh look at things differently and and uh and and be willing to meet those challenges head on and and know that uh when you do go through some of those challenges and those tough times that you know you're not there on your own you've got uh you know at that point you've probably developed a a strong network of, uh, of associates or a strong network that you can rely on for advice and, uh, and relationships. And I think that's probably one term I haven't, uh, you know, I've danced around, but you know, the relationships that you build, you know, at the rink and away from the rink are, are so crucial. And, uh, and, and the other, uh, group, I think that, uh, again, I haven't mentioned, but I, there's, they're, they're so vital to you being successful, no matter whether it's in hockey or, uh, other careers is, is your family. I think it's so important not to forget the importance of family. And and in the hockey industry, like many other things, uh, there's a lot of demands on, on our time, and and uh, we have to be at different places because we're not necessarily just on our schedule or on the schedule of others. And and it means you have to sacrifice, you know, some some events uh, that you'd like to do with your family or or, or uh, different outings. Um, but I think it is important that you, uh, you know, remember, you know, just how important family is uh, because at the end of the day, if you don't have family, you know, you know, what do you have? And uh, and I know I'm certainly very appreciative of of my parents and everything they've done for me. I'm very, very appreciative of, of my wife and my son and and how accommodating they are to the, the role that I have and the different demands and, and if I'm not able to be at certain events, uh, how understanding they are and how supportive they are, no matter whether I I come home after a big win or after a big loss, uh, you know, they're always there for me. And, and really they're my, they're my number one supporters. And, uh, I'm so fortunate that they, uh, uh, to have them in my life and, and really appreciate, uh, Uh, everything that they do for me and allowing me to pursue my goals and dreams as a general manager in the the hockey industry
0: yeah that support from family from day one really is the key to success and and like you say if you don't have family what do you have so it's great to hear um, that the support is there uh, obviously after a big win as well as a big loss Uh, Mike I think that's a great way to end off the podcast here and a great topic and I uh, I really appreciate all the time that you've taken here to talk about your career and go in depth on a number of topics and uh, I wish you all the best moving forward.
1: Thanks, Ryan. I appreciate you having me on. I think you've, uh, you know, this initiative that you've started is uh, provides uh, those uh, uh, listeners uh, and, and people that are looking maybe to get into the, the hockey industry or uh you know just get a better understanding of what's involved in the hockey industry you know the, the group of speakers you've had has been tremendous and they all bring their own unique perspective and experiences uh and it gives uh, your listeners a a better sense of what's uh, entailed and involved in in working within the industry and whether it be coaching managing scouting whether it be business operations uh, congratulations to you for uh you know, starting this and, uh, and, and expanding now uh, maybe uh, more than, than once a week. And, and that just shows, uh, uh, you know, how, uh, how much experience is out there. And uh, so congratulations to you and congratulations to those that are listening. I mean, it takes time to, to uh, you know, flip on the podcast and, and get a better understanding. And it shows that uh, individuals are interested in, in furthering their knowledge uh, to help them as they move forward.
0: Well, I really appreciate that. And, uh, you know, thanks again for, for taking the time here today. No problem. Have a great day. All right. You too. Take care. I'd like to thank Mike for accepting my invitation and joining me on the podcast to talk about his career. As mentioned before, his involvement in a variety of teams makes his story very relatable and admirable for many. So once again, I'd like to thank him for coming on the podcast. If you would like to get in touch with Mike to discuss his experiences, I encourage you to reach out to him directly or contact hockey Minds Podcast at Outlook.com, and I can look to make that connection for you. On the next episode of the podcast, I'll be joined by James Kennedy, Alliance Scout with OHL Central Scouting. James is someone who you see frequently in the rinks across Ontario, and with an involvement in a variety of minor hockey programs, he presents an angle to that side of the game that I think people will benefit from hearing. Once again, I'd like to thank everyone for the support and for interacting with the podcast on a variety of fronts. With that, be sure to keep an eye out for Sunday's release. Stay safe and all the best.